This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Let's get straight to the consumer news from the past week. It sounds like being a CEO is one sweet gig. A new report shows that the average CEO, chief executive officer in Canada, made 246 times more than what the average Canadian earned. In fact, on average, the typical Canadian CEO made as much money as the average Canadian in the first two days of this year. For example, the highest paid CEO in Canada made 152.8 million bucks in 2022. That was J. Patrick Doyle. The company he runs owns Tim Hortons, Burger King, and Popeyes. The report said the top 100 highest paid CEOs broke records for their compensation back in 2022, with the average CEO making 14.9 million bucks that year which, as I say, is 246 times more than what the average Canadian worker makes. The report was by the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. And those are for the biggest companies in Canada making the big profits. But what about the charities? How much are they paying their executives? According to a review by the Canadian press, environmental charities, the ones uh, that have the highest executive salaries, are Ducks Unlimited Canada, based in Winnipeg for more than 80 years, Ducks Unlimited has been working to conserve wetlands and other natural spaces for all sorts of wildlife. And according to its filings, two people at Ducks Unlimited earned more than $350,000 a year. Three others got between two hundred and fifty and three hundred grand, and four employees were in the two hundred. dollars and $250,000 range. Ducks Unlimited was one of 17 green charities paying their executives more than 200 grand a year. And while the review also found that most of the 864 registered environmental charities actually paid their executives a much more modest salary, and they also relied a lot on volunteers. The real estate market here in the Lower Mainland continues to chug along despite the higher interest rates. The latest data from the the Greater Vancouver Real Estate Board says the average home price in December was up 5% from a year ago, though down slightly, 1.4% from the month previous. The composite price for a home in the Lower Mainland now sits at about $1,170,000. Around 1,300 homes changed hands last month. That is up a little over 3% from last year, but down quite a bit, 36% if you compare it to Metro Vancouver's 10-year average. The board says the numbers from December show that the higher interest rates have not scared buyers out of the market. We may be seeing more dogs sniffing around at border crossings across the country. Detector dogs that sniff for drugs, contraband, and other illegal goods may be getting a larger role in border security after an internal review suggested that they could really help cut down on fentanyl imports. The Canadian Border Services Agency's report says that the agency has dozens of canines trained to run non-invasive inspections. Each dog is trained to zero in on a specific type of odor. 
meaning some drugs or dogs rather can sniff for currency and then other dogs can smell out the drugs. And Taylor Swift has broken a chart record held by Elvis Presley. Her re-recorded album, 1989, Taylor's version, uh, just topped the Billboard 200 album chart for a fifth consecutive week, bringing her total number of weeks at number one across all of her albums to 68. That's one more than Elvis. Taylor has a ways to go if she wants to beat the Beatles, though. While she has 68 weeks at number one, the Fab Four have a total of 132. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, it's all about keeping your heart healthy. Diamond Fernandez from the Heart Fit Clinic is next. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Did you survive the holidays? And now that it's the new year, are you planning to take a little more control of your health, especially your heart? We are learning more and more about heart health and what causes heart disease and heart attacks. And with me now is someone at the leading edge of this. And uh, if you maybe have heart disease in your family, or maybe you've had um, you've had some concerns before, or maybe you just want to take a preemptive uh, stance on your health, you, you'll want to listen to my next guest. He believes many of the things we've come to believe about heart attacks and overall heart health are either misguided or just plain wrong. Diamond Fernandez is the founder of the Heart Fit Clinic. They are on Douglas Road in Burnaby. You can find them online at heartfit.ca. The Heart Fit Clinic is one of the world's premier cardiac rehabilitation and heart attack and stroke prevention centers, providing cardiovascular assessments and heart disease treatments. And Diamond Fernandez is with us. Hi, Diamond. How are you? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you too. I think we can still safely say Happy New Year because I, I think <laughs> I, I think Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm said that the official end date is the fourth, so that would be last Thursday. But I'm going to say Happy New Year to you. Fair enough. It's the first time I'm seeing you, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I guess this is a very uh, uh, popular time for people to kind of reassess their health. And I, I guess you have a lot of people coming into the HeartFit Clinic who who want to, you know, take control of their health in the new year. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a time of year where it's, a, you know, we turn over the into a new year and we're like, okay, well, what can I do to improve certain things, whether it be my wealth, my health, my uh, my well-being, my mental health, whatever might be the situation, but you know, heart disease, of course, is 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 a big thing. And you know, a lot of people we've been seeing now that have been coming into the clinic, they like want to start an exercise program and they want to be able to do things. And you know, it, it's a very important time of year to be able to say, oh, well, can I do this safely and effectively? I, am I on this path of a heart attack or stroke? It's just funny because we just uh, I just got off a, a consultation with with a patient and they, and they're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm 52 years old and I, I, I kind of am active, but I hear about people having heart attacks all the time and healthy people having heart attacks. And, and I want to make sure I'm not on this path. And, and, and can I exercise safely and effectively? Well, my number one thing is, is that, you know, when you come to the heart fit clinic, we're, we're a lot different than your family doctor. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the family doctor. It's very important to go, if you have high blood pressure so you can be medicated or if you are diabetic that you get medications for that. 
or if you have high cholesterol, then at least, you know, you're getting it controlled. But it's not cholesterol that accumulates to a pipe and have a last cheeseburger and fries because that's the common misconception. People think that cholesterol accumulates to this pipe and you have one last piece of pizza and you end up with a heart attack. So it does not happen that way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll talk about that because I, I, but to start, I wanted to just ask about the kind of people who, who are getting in contact with the HeartFit Clinic. They're going to heartfit.ca. Um, I guess you, you get a, a wide range of people. These are people who maybe have had a heart attack in, in the past, or maybe mm-hmm. there's heart disease in their family, or, or a lot of times it's just people who want to make sure that their heart is healthy. So it's, it's a wide spectrum of people who use the HeartFit Clinic. It is. And, and our key thing is we see people who want to be proactive about their health and they are concerned about their health. So they want to make sure their heart health and they want to make sure that they're, you know, going to live well, um, wh- whatever age they are at. And so sometimes we think, ah, you know, I'm only 40 years old or 30 years old. I got a long runway in front of me. Well, eh, not necessarily true. And, and as I share a lot is that, you know, my father, he had his first heart attack at 38 years old. I'm 48 today. And so not today itself, but I'm today, that's my age. But, um, you know, so it's something that's always been top of mind for me. And obviously I have a clinic and a career based on that model. And at 38 years old, he had his, uh, uh, sorry, a heart attack at 42 years old, he ended up with bypass surgery and, and his brother passed away from a heart attack one and only at 42 years old. So it, it can happen at a young age. And so, uh, and, and it's not about scaring people. It's just about understanding. And, and my father wasn't overweight. He wasn't, you know, same with my uncle. They weren't overweight people, but um, maybe they didn't leave the best life they could have. And, and this is where the heart fit clinic will bridge that gap. So in people who we see, we see people who just want to be proactive. So it could be anybody who just, Hey, I, I'm important. I run a household. I run a business. I, whatever the situation is, and, and I'm important. So I want to make sure that, I'm around for a while. And so we would see those people who are just being preventative. You know, they just want to make sure that they got everything under control and make sure they're not on this path of a heart attack or stroke. Cause it's the number one uh, disease, but also the number one preventable disease. Meaning you don't have to go down that path. And then right. we see, yeah. And then we see those people who might have those higher risk factors. They might have high blood pressure or diabetes or, or high cholesterol. And then, you know, those people were trying to, maybe get them off of medications or, or find out what medications are best or whatever the reason, what, what is the reason why they even have that situation in the first place? And then the last category of people we see are those people that have um, heart disease. And so heart disease can be electrical, such as atrial fibrillation to um, structural, can be heart failure or to what the most common is, Oh, I've had a heart stent or bypass surgery or, or, or heart attack or I have chest pain, and, and this is now a population that we're trying to reverse a disease. And that's um, a fun category of people to help because we're, we're helping them live longer and reversing a disease process. But it's also a lot harder to do. So we love to see our, 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 our clientele that come in and, and are being a little bit more proactive, maybe not yet had that situation because it's a lot easier to reverse. Right. We're talking to Diamond Fernandez, the founder of the Heart Fit Clinic. Uh, they're at 1126 Douglas Road in Burnaby. You can find them online at heartfit.ca. Diamond is also the author of Beating Heart Disease, which you can find on the website and uh, anywhere they sell books. Um, but uh, let's let's talk about it because you often say that the Heart Fit Clinic works with 
uh, people's family doctors and with their cardiologists. And how yeah. how does it differ? How does the Heart Fit Clinic differ from the care you get from a cardiologist and your family doctor? And, and, and you know, your family doctor, like I mentioned, is a good starting point. You know, at least they can make sure that your uh, initial risk factor is under control and everything's okay. But if you're not um, on this path, like, like here's my concern with that. There was a study that was done there was uh, about 140,000 people in this study and they found these are people that were in the hospital with coronary artery disease. So they've, they've had a heart attack or stent or bypass or something like that. And they found that 83% of those people that were in the hospital with this disease had normal cholesterol profiles. So the common misconception, like I mentioned, is that people think that cholesterol accumulates to this pipe and you have a last piece of pizza and you have a heart attack. It does not happen that way. And so this is where you can even then see a cardiologist, and, and again, cardiologists love you too, but all of their testing is designed to look for a plumbing problem or a clogged pipe. And these arteries aren't a clogged pipe. So what happens is, I, I'm going to get a little bit technical here. So inside the artery wall is all skin, just like the skin on our face. And that skin can get damaged. And so if you put your thumb and finger together, that's what the inside of the artery looks like. It's all skin. And when something hurts that lining of skin, then it leaves it susceptible for these small cholesterol particles, not the large ones. This is why the majority of people that have heart attacks and strokes have normal cholesterol profiles. And when we look at that, it's about particle sizes. So imagine you have LDL, because everyone hears or heard of the LDL, and that's what statins or cholesterol-lowering pills are doing. But imagine it like a bucket of golf balls and tennis balls. Tennis balls don't go through a tennis end. Golf balls do. And so when we look at that, these small particles can sliver into the lining of the artery wall. And just like a sliver, if you had a sliver on your hand and if it goes in there and you're not able to take it out with you know, tweezers and stuff, then it gets infected and goes through an immune response. And that's what builds up inside the lining of the artery wall, just like a pimple would on our face. So now that we have that analogy in our head, when you go see a cardiologist, they're looking for a clogged pipe. Well, these arteries aren't pipes, they're muscles. And what happens more in terms of a heart attack is that it's a pimple popping inside the lining of the artery wall. It's a plaque rupturing inside the lining of the artery wall. And that's what we do really well to understand cardiovascular disease risk. And so this is what we do to understand where risk is of that heart attack or stroke, is to understand that clogged pipe analogy. That's wrong. It's actually a pimple popping inside the lining of the artery wall. And we're the only clinic to look at it or bridge that gap because family doctors will refer to us because then they're like, okay, well, what can I do to, 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 um, to find out where my uh, patient's risks are? Well, this is, we send them to the heart fit clinic because sending them to a cardiologist, they're looking for a clogged pipe and it's not always a clogged pipe. And then yeah. cardiologists, you know, they're looking for that and, and doing stents and bypass surgery should only be done if it's an emergency. We don't want to do that unless, um, you know, you're actually having that emergency situation. Doing stents and bypass surgery, now that's the, I'm getting a little technical, that's the ischemia trial. That shows that doing that is only necessary, you should only be doing that when you have unstable disease, not stable disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you always mentioned, you know, I have that last hamburger or whatever, because I think a lot of people, they just think, like I know I did, I, I think of uh, of it as a plumbing problem and I think of it as like grease and oil getting sort of 
you know, caught up in your arteries, but it's really mm-hmm. a, a lot more complicated than that. It's, it's kind of inflammation and, and, and I guess it's all about the testing. Correct. And that's what we do at the HeartFit Clinic. We get, we have great testing now, now, now with the AI heart scan, which we have a promotion on for the new year. So can take advantage of it for under $600. You can get the scan done. And uh, that includes all our reports and consultations and everything like that. And, and now we can be very accurate to the gold standard of an angiogram. Uh, in fact, about 93 to 4% accuracy there, where a stress test, for example, to give you a, some reference, is about 43% accurate. So, um, wow. And that's only looking for the plumbing problem, right? So that's the other issue. Is they're, they're looking for a clogged pipe or a highway that is closed. And then if it is closed, well, this is where we're really good at opening it up and, and growing new vessels around that that closure so that's what we do really well at the heart right and and that's that's kind of cool this because this is a, a a pretty new test this uh, uh artificial intelligence testing it's it's using this new technology right correct absolutely yeah and that's what we do really well to understand cardiovascular disease risk so Right. We're talking to Diamond Fernandez, the author of Beating Heart Disease uh, and the founder of the HeartFit Clinic. Uh, They're at uh, Douglas Road in Burnaby, 1126 Douglas Road in Burnaby. And you can find them online at heartfit.ca. You can give them a call at 604-330-4348. They have a toll-free number as well, 1-877-700-4348. And uh, they have all sorts of things that people can do. Um, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the process of going to see the HeartFit Clinic. And you mentioned that uh, this new AI testing, you have a new year, uh, a good deal that people can take that first step and, and get that test done. Um, and it's, uh, it's affordable. And uh, it's something you can do to kind of uh, just take that first step and take a preemptive stance to your heart health. And uh, it, it may save your life. It's the HeartFit Clinic. HeartFit.ca is the website. And you can go there right now and take a look. And when we come back, more with Diamond Fernandez about uh, the kind of testing that they can do at the HeartFit Clinic and much more. Uh, also about how you can uh, take the first step to becoming more heart healthy. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong and Diamond Fernandez is our guest. He's the author of the book, Beating Heart Disease and also the founder of HeartFit Clinic. The HeartFit Clinic is on Douglas Road in Burnaby, and you can find them online at heartfit.ca. Their phone number is 604-330-4348. And uh, Diamond, you were mentioning um, some of the testing that is available at the HeartFit Clinic. And this is state-of-the-art stuff that you don't get with your family doctor, um, including... AI testing and uh, for people who want to make that first step towards uh, looking into their heart health, they can just um, make a free consultation. That's where, where it all starts, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's just simple. It's, it's very simple <laughs> to come in and, and, uh, and uh, talk to us. And, you know, we, we go over, especially if you have uh, 
you know, a lot of medical records about your heart health, then we can go through that with you. And I mean, we've got many, many testimonials. And as I mentioned, we were, we're, we're in Calgary and Edmonton and Vancouver, and soon we'll actually be out Eastern Canada as well. And so it's um, actually this year. So we're excited about the growth of what we're able to do and how we're able to help people prevent and reverse heart disease. So of course it just starts off with that first um, free consultation to find and kind of see what's going on. Absolutely. Yes, and just go to heartfit.ca and you can sign up for that free consultation. And right now there is a special deal on this new test that you have, the the AI testing. Yeah, and you can save $700, uh, which is a, a good deal and uh, ends up being just under $600 to do a test to see where your risk is of a heart attack or stroke. And it's a, it's a small price to pay to see what's going on in terms of your risk. So if you just turned a milestone, 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever age it is that you consider, hey, I'm important and I want to know where I'm risking or, hey, I run a busy household or I run a busy business or, you know, I'm a lot of stress going on at work. I want to see what's going on. But one thing that's very important, I always like to share this, is that, you know, it's not okay to climb, uh, you know, a flight of stairs and be out of breath. It's not okay to be overweight. And this is not that, we're discriminatory to those people. It's not that, that point. It's just that these are big factors to understanding cardiovascular disease risk. So those are just simple things that people can do on their own. And it's, I mean, even if you are overweight, and that, and that was a question I had the, the other day, is like, well, I'm overweight, I'm hopeless. No, it's not true. If we can improve your fitness and, and stay overweight, we're going to improve your artery health so much more, even if you stay the same weight. So it's not always about weight loss. It's about understanding what we can do to help understand where your risk is, number one, and then number two, improve your fitness level or start to eat vegetables or whatever be the situation. But if you know where, if, I'm, if I tell you that there's an accident on the highway one, you know, let's say going home, then you know, hey, I got to take a different route. And this is what we do at the HeartFit Clinic. We, we are going to tell you where your risk is so that we can, you know, change, change the path that you're on or change the trajectory that you're on. And this is where all of our testing that we do in our clinic, but definitely the, the newer tests that we have that we brought in last year, the AI heart scan allows us to be a lot more accurate um, to understanding where cardiovascular disease risk is. Right. And, and you mentioned a few of the, the danger signs, but for people listening, what should they watch out for? What are some of the things that may signify uh, some trouble in the future? You mentioned, uh, you know, if you run up the stairs and you feel out of breath, but what are some yeah. things people should look for? I mean, we get, we get marathon runners in here with cardiovascular disease. And I, and I think I might've shared this last time because it just happened about a month ago. We had a, a 55 year old female uh, marathon runner with a family history of heart disease end up with bypass surgery and then came to see us to then grow new arteries. And I'll get into that in a moment. And what happens is, is that, um, you know, when, when you look at what's going on in terms of cardiovascular disease risk and what factors that I can pay attention to, yes, we know the simple ones. Yeah. Smoking. Okay. Well, you know, what, what genetically am I predisposed to? Like, this is where you can hear about, Hey, someone smokes until the 95 and never have a problem. And someone smokes at 40 years old and drops out of a heart attack. Right. So it's all about genetically understanding what you can handle, but we know that smoking is not good. We know that high blood pressure and diabetes and, and overweight and, and not active. Those are common factors to be able to look at, but going above and beyond that indigestion, indigestion is not normal. 
and the gut health and the arteries are very, very linked. And so that's an important one to look out for. So I would say indigestion is another common one that gets dismissed, I think. Another big one is erectile dysfunction or sexual dysfunction, even with females. And uh, Mm -hmm. because your arteries going to your sexual organs are a lot smaller than ones going to our heart. And so sometimes it shows there that, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm just not able to, um, you know, have that uh, sexual health that I want to be able to have. And so those are, that's actually a big marker for cardiovascular disease. And then when we talk about even just fatigue, if you're feeling extreme fatigue, like it's not normal to feel tired. And so obviously it shouldn't be in the middle of the afternoon. And yeah, of course, if you're eating not great and whatnot. And so, but it's not normal to feel fatigued in the middle of the day. You know, you should be having enough sleep. And, and then that will take me to my next one is, is that sleep. If you're having poor sleep, then that's also a concern for cardiovascular disease as well. So those are some, I think, some quick ones that I can share with you to, to go above and beyond just the, the conventional risk factors because we know that. We know. But notice how I did not say cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you, you mentioned that a lot about, because we are sort of fixated on cholesterol. Is that is that kind of your idea? Yeah. It's, it's an archaic model when it comes to f- f- uh, determining cardiovascular disease risk. Yeah, right. so, oh, you have high cholesterol, let's get you on a cholesterol pill and prevent a heart attack. Or you have low cholesterol, you're good. No, it's not that way. I shared that before the break is that, you know, the majority of people that have heart attacks and strokes have normal cholesterol profiles. In fact, yeah. 83% of people um, that have artery disease have normal cholesterol profiles. And so it's not cholesterol. It's not cholesterol accumulating to this pipe. It, it's an important factor, but it's not cholesterol. Oh, I have high cholesterol or I'm, I, I, I'm in danger. No, it, it's about, uh, or I have normal cholesterol. My doctor told me I'm fine. No, that's not true. It, it, it's just that your doctor may not be informed about understanding cardiovascular disease risk as well. You mean, I mean, you can't expect your family doctors to know everything. And in fact, they rely, they rely heavily on, uh, on cardiologists unless they're trained in understanding artery health very well. And so this is where it's important to understand that, hey, this is what we do really well at the HeartFit Clinic is we bridge that important gap because the family doctor relies on the cardiologist and the cardiologist just wants to look for a plumbing problem. It's not that they don't love you. It's just that they're, that that's what they're trained to do. They're trained to look for that plumbing problem. And if there's no plumbing problem, go home. Everything's okay. And that's not what we should be saying either. In fact, you know, cardiologists that we get good referrals from, like they say the truth, meaning that if you, if you pass one of their testing or an ECG or a stress test, they just say, look, this test just shows that your, their rhythm is normal or, or um, you know, we're, we're, that you can exercise but it doesn't mean that you're not on the path of a heart attack because that's not how heart attacks happen. So make sure that you eat well and exercise and make sure you control your weight and get some good sleep. Those are the things that should be said. And not often is that said because they're so busy. They're just used to saying and what they're doing all the time that they don't bother going down. Hey, what can really make you healthy? They're designed. I mean, it's just unfortunate, but this is the way uh, our healthcare system is, is it's not really healthcare. It's, it's most focused on, Hey, it, do you have an emergency situation that we need to deal with? And I think we're, we're, we're very blessed because if you do have an emergency, if you do have a heart attack, if you do have an accident um, or whatever be the situation, I think we're very blessed to have the healthcare system we do. It's just that we don't have the greatest healthcare system for prevention of cardiovascular disease. 
Right. So right there, it's a preemptive, a preemptive strike to your health. Um, it's getting ahead of a heart problem. Diamond Fernandez is our guest. He's the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, HeartFit.ca. And another misconception, uh, you mentioned this earlier, just really quickly, but you mentioned the idea of growing new arteries. And I think a lot of people don't realize that you can grow new arteries. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you fail or, or fail a stress test and then fail a nuclear stress test, you don't necessarily want to go in and find out where the plumbing problem is. People are still a conventional thinking that I need to so- see what the blockage is. And you don't necessarily need to do that anymore. And that's the, the trial, the ischemia trial that came out in 2019, now a few years ago. And, you know, COVID kind of put a, 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 a basically forced us to follow that trial. Now we've gotten reverted back into to doing that is that you don't necessarily need to go in and do stents and bypass anymore. And think of it like a, a highway analogy. Let's go, let's go to a 10 lane highway system. And imagine we're in Ontario and we're driving down a 10 lane highway system and, and one lane closes up every month and that's your route to the office. Well, it gets to five lanes and still, you know, you're still able to get a flow of traffic through, but by the time it gets to six, seven, and even eight lanes closed, you're going to be saying, forget this, I'm not going to wait in this traffic jam anymore. I'm going to find another route. I'm going to go bypass that, that congestion there. And that's what your body is doing already automatically. And so when you come to the HeartFit Clinic, we're really good at growing new vessels. We're, we're able to put your body in an environment with external counterpulsation to grow new vessels around those blockages. So if you do have artery blockages, we want to grow new arteries around that. And remember how I talked about this artery like a pimple inside the lining of an artery wall and everyone's had that pimple pop on your face, that's a heart attack. Well, when you come to the HeartFit Clinic, we want to strengthen the skin over that plaque or that pimple so it does not pop, so it does not rupture or cause a heart attack. And, and then we want to shrink the consistency of the pimple. So this is how we help people's heart health. We, we help with artery health, artery function, and we do that by changing the consistency of the pimple and growing, uh, basically uh, stretching the skin over the pimple and shrinking the, the consistency of the pimple, but then we grow new arteries. That's called angiogenesis, and that's what we're able to do with our treatments at the HeartFit Clinic to grow those new vessels. So if you have artery disease or if you are at high risk of heart disease, then we can start to grow those vessels around that and, and now you're, you're able to climb that flight of stairs without any uh, being out of breath or be able to do the things that you want to do with the people you love. And whatever be the situation, that's really the key of doing this is we, you know, life is mm-hmm. short, right? And the idea is, is, is that we want to be able to improve your life and improve it with the people you love. You do this because you, you don't come in there for yourself. I mean, yes, you do in a way, but you do it because right. you want to do it for the people that depend on you at home or at work or wherever else be, right? So that's the whole Yeah. Thing. All the do more the reason. that you love. Yeah. Whatever it is. I want to travel well, the world. Whatever it is. <laughs> that's why you should go to the HeartFit Clinic. HeartFit.ca is the website. 604-330-4348. They have a location in the Lower Mainland, Douglas Road in Burnaby. And Diamond Fernandez has been our guest. He is the author of the book, Beating Heart Disease, which you can find on their website at heartfit.ca. And of course, the founder of the HeartFit Clinic. So uh, if you want to uh, take a first step 
in 2024 to getting ahead of your heart health, head to the HeartFit Clinic. And uh, all the best in the next year. And we will talk to you soon, Diamond. Thanks for being here. Uh, Have a wonderful day. Take care. Diamond Fernandez from the HeartFit Clinic, heartfit.ca. And coming up, uh, we go way back to this week in history and take a look at the first hockey game, first real hockey game ever played in front of paying spectators in Vancouver. I'm Martin Strong, and I've got that story when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. It's a good time to be a Vancouver Canucks fan. They lost on Thursday night, but they're in New Jersey tonight at four o'clock our time. And if you're a fan of the game, you may have seen some hockey history on New Year's Day when the Professional Women's Hockey League, the PWHL, played its first ever game in league history. Toronto lost at home to New York 4 nothing. But the Hockey Hall of Fame this week announced that it would be marking that game by putting the stick that scored the first goal into the hall as part of a display to commemorate the first-ever Professional Women's Hockey League game. That goal was scored by Ella Shelton from Ingersoll, Ontario, for New York. She says it's surreal that her hockey stick will now be a permanent display at the Hockey Hall of Fame. But congratulations to her. That was a big goal. And speaking of historical hockey, did you know that it was yesterday, January 5th, back in 1912, that the first ever real hockey game was played in Vancouver? Vancouverites headed into the arena on Georgia Street to see the Vancouver Millionaires play the New Westminster Royals. And many of the people watching the game had never seen hockey before. According to the Vancouver province, quote, only a small percentage of the city's population has been privileged to see the game played in other parts of Canada, unquote. And the paper figured that for about half the crowd, hockey would pretty much be a novelty. But by 1912, hockey was well-established in Canada, but it was mainly in eastern and central Canada. For example, Montreal had had a team since the late 1800s. Montreal actually won the very first Stanley Cup that was ever handed out. That was way back in 1893. But that January evening on Hastings Street here in Vancouver in 1912, uh, hockey was brand new for Canada. The Pacific Coast Hockey Association, the first pro league, in Western Canada, had just been formed the year before by two brothers, Frank and Lester Patrick. There were only three teams in the PCHA, the Vancouver Millionaires, the New West Royals, and the Victoria Senators. That night of the first game between the Royals and the Millionaires, the arena was only half full, just about 5,000 spectators. Started slow, But then the fans really started to get into it, getting pretty excited by the speed of seeing the players up close. And they were also really excited about a brand new huge electric clock that counted down the minutes of the period. And it's worth mentioning that back in 1912, the newspapers referred to the players as hockeyists. 
as in uh, that Quinn Hughes, quite the hockeyist. Uh, the newspaper also had to publish the rules because a lot of fans had, had no idea. But those fans would catch on. And by the 1914-15 season, it was agreed that the winner of the Pacific Coast Hockey Association Championship would play the winner of the National Hockey Association uh, for the coveted Stanley Cup, the NHA was made up of teams from Quebec and Ontario. And in 1915, the Vancouver Millionaires would sweep the Ottawa Senators in a series of games at the Denman Arena in Vancouver to become the first and so far only Vancouver hockey team to win the Stanley Cup. And it all started January 5th, 1912, as Vancouver fans saw their first ever real hockey game. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up on Vancouver Consumer, a group of lower mainland truckers speak out about all those accidents happening with trucks running into overpasses. That story and all the consumer news from the past week is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.